Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to Soul Inspired Decisions, a podcast for ordinary moms living extraordinary lives. My intention with this podcast is to teach, motivate, and inspire by sharing stories, tools, and strategies to help you unlock your greatest fears, annoying habits, and old stories, and make a move towards the things that have been on your heart. If you have been a little lost or in a funk and want to reconnect with your purpose, your passion, and feel empowered again, then this is the best place for you to be hanging out. My name is Carrie Lickway, and I'm an ordinary mom making extraordinary decisions. This is me putting one foot in front of the other, moving towards my next goal, and hoping to inspire you along the way. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am so excited to have my friend Amy here on my podcast today, who has been a really big part of my personal growth and healing journey. And I would like to introduce to you all Amy Benyuk, a mom of two and a gifted healer who has worked very hard on getting to where she is today. And I'm so excited for us to have this conversation, uh, which I chose the topic ego because I feel she's really into it. Um, and we can just connect on this completely different level of, of all, all things ego. So I really wanted to have this conversation with Amy and share it with you all. And I'm so happy that our paths have crossed in the past. And uh, so Amy's a mom of three and you can say hello. It's two. Sorry. Yes. Uh, Sorry. Yes. She's got a girl and a boy and uh, yeah. Introduce yourself, Amy. Hello and welcome. Hello. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, like you said, I'm a mom of two, two busy little, little ones, five and three. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they just, they keep me busy. I'm a stay at home mom, which I love. I have a background in social work, which I did for about 10 years before, um, staying at home. I went back to work after my first and then just continued on after my mat leave, staying at home with my second, um, and whether or not I'll go back, I'm not sure, but I'm enjoying the Reiki and the energy healing. And that's just where I feel my path is taking me. So, yeah. Cool. Yes. And so um, a couple of years ago, I started uh, with a, some coaches. Uh, it was a year long journey looking to heal some things. Um, and I was really tired of driving to the city and I believe in signs and following the signs. Um, and so I had said to my sister, I'm looking, I want to do some Reiki. I think that's my next step into clearing some things out. And I think that night um, you probably posted that you were doing some distance Reiki healing because it was the rules of the world where you were not allowed to see each other. Um, so you were offering distance Reiki healing session. And I took that as a sign and, um, we connected and I blew in basically. I mean, we're all so busy, but not, I knew exactly what I wanted out of it. We'd never really talked before, but I remember, uh, you saying after, wow, like you knew exactly what you wanted and it was so easy to work on you and move things. Um, and I think that because I was, I had been doing the work and trying to heal some old wounds and stories and things like that. I knew exactly what I wanted to shift. Um, and I felt so good after, like it was such an amazing experience in the moment and um, just releasing some things and, and then days afterwards. So that really kind of connected me to you in this way that, man, I don't have to drive to the city anymore. I, I have someone in my own hometown that is, does incredible work. So can you tell our listeners what Reiki and energy healing does for who, those who don't know? Okay. Well, um, (laughs) this is kind of a broad question because it's really different for everyone. So um, specifically Reiki, Reiki is a, um, a healing modality that just uses um, universal energy, source energy, whatever you, terms you want to use, um, and just tapping into this universal energy, letting it flow through my body. And essentially, I'm just the tool to direct it to what needs to be healed in the client. So mm. it can be physical, it can be mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever is needed. Um, that's just a really 
broad. It, I mean, it can be a relaxation tool. Um, so I do, I do Reiki, but I kind of put my own spin on it. So um, because I am highly intuitive, um, you do not have to be intuitive to be a Reiki practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody can be a Reiki practitioner. You, lo- you learn the hand movements and, and all the things. Right. But um, just because I am so intuitive, I kind of put my own spin on things and I'm able to read the client's energy and kind of just know where the healing needs to happen. So um, each client is different. So the healing that takes place is going to be very, very different for each client. And, and I, I'm not sure what's going to happen until I'm in it. So um, the things that I personally tend to work on um, include um, like cleansing the, cleansing your energy, um, revitalizing your energy, um, working on any emotional blocks or spiritual blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with the chakra systems, which we can get into that if, if you any listeners don't know, but essentially they're just energy centers in your body. Um, so I work on making sure that those are activated and um, not, not blocked. Um, I release, I can release traumas and emotions, um, help you work through any emotions that been, that have been, um, that haven't been processed. So it's, it's a number of things. Mm -hmm. Um, it really depends on, on the client and what they're needing. And the funny thing is, is you may think, you know what you need and then you get in there and it may be different. Um, I really am a firm believer in getting to the root cause of, um, any ailments. And I do want to say like, I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose. Um, if you have any physical conditions, obviously, um, work with your practitioners, but, um, I just have to put that little disclaimer on it because I'm not a doctor, but I, I can help with, um, Reiki can help with some like physical ailments, but lots of times if there's a physical, um, there's an energetic or emotional root cause. So I really like to get to the root cause. Mm Um, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, your work is is great, and that, and I have seen many uh, practitioners throughout the years. But you, you're right; your twist on it and how you deliver and the messages of where energy is being released or stored or how you want to move it is um, bang on. So, I mean, I can have great conversations with other people, um, just letting them know that if you want something and you want more clarity that how you do it is so different that it's refreshing. It's really quite um, inviting for people to want to move more into it and dig into more things and, and release in more areas and just how you feel so much better by the end of it is incredible. And I highly recommend that if you are in the area and you can book with Amy by all means, um, give it, give it a shot. Let her see what she can figure out with you. And um, you'll be very impressed. Or if you're not in the Alberta area, there are many, many Reiki practitioners everywhere that um, if you're looking to heal something or why you can't move forward or pass something, or you're looking for different answers, I I highly recommend it as a, a healing tool for your journey. So I want to ask you from the moment you decided to become, you know, you became a mom and you had your background in um, social work, where things started to shift for you into more of the healing um, world for you. Well, actually I ended up getting my Reiki um, level one and two certification back in uh, 2016 before I was ever pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have been drawn to Reiki um, even before I really knew what it was. Um, I actually was into kind of the spiritual side of things since I was in high school. So that's always been um, close to me, but I didn't hone in until I did my Reiki uh, certification. But um I think for me, like I did just going, I, I've done many jobs in the social work field mm-hmm. um, and they've, they've all taught me major lessons, but the one thing from job to job to job that I, I kept running into this wall was um, just because 
whether it was government, not-for-profit, regardless of which uh, position I was in, um, there's very strict rules and guidelines for how you are supposed to interact with clients or Mm -hmm. do your job. And I found that I wasn't able to provide the support. I wasn't able to hold space for people the way that I really, really wanted to. It was almost like for me to, it it was almost a boundary cross if I were to, I just, I I was feeling like the systems in social work, like just the government systems are so, I don't want to say broken, but they're very, very flawed where, um, like I said, I like to get to the root of the problem. And mm-hmm. I just felt like that was impossible. And I felt like I, w- I wasn't making the difference that I set out to make when I went to school. And I, I could make maybe short term solutions, but I wasn't truly helping people heal at the root level. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter what position I was in. And once I found Reiki and I started doing this work, every single client with every single session um, like, obviously I, I'm not going to solve everyone's problems and, mm-hmm. you know, the client has to do the majority of the work, but it's so much more fulfilling because there are no boundaries. There's no yeah. limits to how I can interact and what I can do and getting to the root of the causes. It's not just a band-aid solution. Um, it's, it's really individualized and personalized. And I just could not find that in social work. And I just wasn't fulfilling my purpose. Okay. I've always known I wanted to help people. And I just, you know, I searched and searched and searched and I just was not finding that in social work. Yeah. I like that. That makes total sense to me in, in, in the process that you came to discover all your areas of where you could help people, where you were missing. Cause I felt that in career development as well. I mean, I could help people pursue their careers and figure out what they wanted to do with their life or when they wanted, wanted to be grow up when they grew up, but there were pieces of conversation that were so deeply missed. And that was when, where all the, my coaching training and life skills training came in. So I went back to school again to fill in the void, to then mesh together all these pieces to do the work I do today. So you kind of have the same story, just in completely different area of life, which we really don't know what we want to do when we grow up. And when we follow our intuition when we follow the signs and we we follow the crumbles and the nudges that are put in front of us then it, we start to pick up on and follow or fall into the path that we're kind of meant to be on and it's inspiring to me to watch you grow and it's inspiring for others around us to watch our stories pursue and develop and they're then inspired to do and pursue more of their own dreams, which is, this is all about. We're talking to women who make decisions to follow their dreams. Um, where, however, that may look to you and to, to others, our journeys are different, right? So it's very, very inspiring, but I, I want to connect with you on, uh, on the topic that you and I really like to talk about. And that is, okay. So we have all, we have our life in our path moving along and then there's something getting in the way and what I'd like to talk to you about is what that is and that essentially is what stops us all from moving forward to pursuing our dreams to doing the thing that's on our heart and that and our ego is essentially what that is and what's stopping us because you actually have a really good way of describing what the ego is all about and how it works against us. All right. Well, I mean, this is a topic I could talk for like hours on. So I'll try to keep it <laughs> somewhat too. brief. But um, I mean, and I just want to say like, this is my, my belief and my view of the ego. Um, mm-hmm. If it resonates, great. If it doesn't, that's okay too. Um, but just with my own journey. And I mean, I I have a coach as well that I've been working with for a year and a half going on two years. Um, And just the things I've learned with her. Um, So the ego, the way I like to explain the the ego. So um, in in our, in our life, um, we have these three parts of ourselves. We have our ego, Mm -hmm. we have our physical body, and then we have our higher self or consciousness, 
whatever you want to want to word it. Um, I'm just going to use our higher selves. Um, that's just the term that I prefer to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I just want to pause there. So for yeah. others who are, who have different beliefs, higher self, you can also, some people talk to God or the universe or the angels or Buddha, whatever it is in your life, you can relate to just take it. Um, take the pieces that you can from what Amy's saying and leave the rest behind. So just relate to it, how it feels right to you. There's uh, Amy and I very much um, mesh in how we talk about the ego. So it's easy for me to understand what she's saying, but use your own words uh, when you're listening to this, um, when it comes out and, and take what you will from it. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, no, absolutely. Um, so we have these three parts to our existence and um Essentially, when we die, the body and the ego die. I personally believe that our higher self or higher consciousness continues to live on. We're we're eternal. We 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 don't stop existing um, in that way. That's my personal belief. Mm -hmm. And so, what our ego does is it it keeps us safe. So, because our higher self knows that you know we don't ever die. Essentially, it doesn't ever stop existing. If it wasn't for our ego, we would walk off a cliff or walk across the road um, and get hit by a vehicle because our higher self isn't afraid of death because death isn't a thing for it, but it is for our bodies. So our ego keeps us safe in our physical bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually don't think ego is a bad thing ego is no necessary. not at all it keeps us safe it keeps us you know it, it keeps us safe it wants to keep us safe but what ends up happening um because like if we think about evolution like back in you know back when before we had you know like prehistoric times it was just focused on keeping us safe now now we we don't have to like scrounge for our food and all those things. Right. Right. So sure. Ne- sure. Now, now it's like the patternings and the behaviors and the um, routines and the structures. So what happens is, I mean, our whole existence is built upon these series of like learned behaviors, right? Like we go through life and we learn things throughout childhood and when we grow up and, you know, we have consequences and rewards and all these things. And so then our ego, you know, basically builds on that and then it knows what it knows it doesn't like our our higher self kind of feels all and it knows all right like it's it's kind of all encompassing but our ego doesn't have that foresight we can't our egos can't see you know the future right Mm -hmm. so if something is new if if you're let's say you want to make tomorrow make a change um let's say you decide you, you hate what your job and you want to quit tomorrow. You're going to, you're going to quit. But then our ego is like, no, 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 no. That's scary. It's not known. We don't know what that's going to be like. How is it going to provide for us? And all the things that it starts to question because it doesn't know, it knows the stability that your current job's been giving you. It, it knows the routine. So it's, it scares the ego. And that's where those looping thoughts come from is because it's, it's new. So even though you may not like certain aspects in your current reality, I like to use this, but I apologize. I apologize if it's, you know, but the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't. Right. So mm-hmm. even if we're not totally satisfied with our current reality or things that are in our life, it's easier than the unknown. The unknown is scary because your ego can't comprehend it. So that's where you start to get those looping thought cycles, or if you want to make this choice, but then you get scared out of it, or you start rationalizing yourself out of it, that's our ego's way of trying to protect ourselves. So it's not, it doesn't mean to try and prevent you from things. It just really wants to keep you safe because it's scary. The unknown is scary. Right. Yes. And as we move forward, that plays into our decision-making And Mm -hmm. even though I don't talk about the ego or this is the first time on the podcast, but in all the ever, all the other episodes, it's about personal development, making the changes, doing the thing that is, um, that you still feel is on your heart after all these years. And essentially the reason that we don't move forward on these things that are so relevant in our heart and on our mind is it's the ego coming up. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's a good example about like the higher self versus the ego, because, um, you know, like, I I think we can all relate to something that we 
we just have this deep sense of like, I know this is meant for me. And it can be like a long-term, this is the career I'm meant for, or maybe I'm meant to have children, or this is my part, like partner, or I'm supposed to go on this trip. Like there's just, I think we can all think of a time where we felt, and it didn't make it, it may not have made any sense, but we just felt this deep sense of like knowing, like mm-hmm. I need to do this. And right. it's so strong that you can't ignore it. And that's your higher self saying like, this is what's meant for you. And like, this is where you're, you're meant to go. And then it's the ego who can't see that, that it doesn't have that forethought to see into the future. Right. So then that's where um, that disconnect happens, but that's, yeah, that's kind of a good example because they think we can all relate to, to that feeling of that knowing that knowing that there's more, or we need to make this decision or we need to do that. Yeah, I think you're right. And so what would you say to our listeners who have something on their heart, their mind, uh, they're trying to make a decision. It could be career. It could be life. It could be marriage. It could be relationship, um, starting something new, going back to school, like all the things that go through our mind as adults, because nothing's planned. Um, you have this thing that's on your mind. Uh, you're ready to make a decision on it. What's the reason we don't make the decision on moving forward on it? Where does the ego come to play in that? again, like if it's something new that you have never done before, then it's scary. So then what happens is your higher self, it's if you're following your heart or your intuition or whatever you want to call it and you know, but then all of a sudden you decide to make the decision and then you start second guessing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's kind of this vicious cycle of you feel it so deeply, but then because your ego like makes you question it. Like, let's say, for example, it's a job, you want a new job. Um, You're going to quit your job and you think it's a great idea, but then all of a sudden your, your ego is okay. But how are you going to afford your, your rent or your mortgage payments? How are you going to like, how are you going to afford life essentially? Um, What about your benefits? What about all these things? And then you start to second guess yourself. And then all of a sudden you're in this place that you're like, I don't know which way is up and I don't know which way is down. So the safest, a confused mind then essentially does nothing. And then we stay in the same job. Well, it's, it's a good procrastination. Exactly. Absolutely. It keeps you where you're at. It prevents you from making that change and moving forward because change again to ego is scary. So right. um, it did its job, right? Yes. And then you'll look at yourself in five years and be in the exact same place. So if this is you out there, this might be the episode for you to help you move through and to the next phase of your life, because that's what happens. You'll look back five years have gone by and you're still in the same story. You're still in the same place. Um, you still have this thing on your heart and you haven't moved towards it, but the comfortable zone is, is where you'll, where you stay because it's comfortable and, and creating a new vision that your health, higher self is trying to help you with and trying to essentially put in front of you, maybe, maybe it's time to open that, open that box, open that vision, open that dream. Absolutely. But it's tough. It's tough, especially when you are, I mean, I've been there so many, I still, I mean, I'm, I'm very like self-aware and I, I have all the tools and the tricks mm-hmm. and I've been working at this and, you know, you still get in a space. I mean, quite often I still get in spaces where I'm like, okay, now I just talk myself in a loop and I literally have no idea what to think anymore. And I'm right. just sitting here confused and anxious. And I'm like, I give up. Of course. And I do the same thing. And I think that, I think we should share our stories because they're kind of similar in a, in a sense, but I started working with coaches in 2019 and, um, I was listening to the podcast kind of following along and they were offering a program. And in the moment, I just knew it was time and it was an email popped up and they asked the question if I wanted to join. And it was in a moment of like, yep. And it just happened so fast because when we're in alignment, time does collapse. When we're having fun, time collapses. And all of a sudden I'm on this call and all of a sudden I'm committing and all of a sudden I'm committing to this payment and I'm wondering how I'm going to pay for it, but I'm trusting that this is an alignment. And then you hang up the phone and you've committed for yourself for a year. I did. And then it was instant, like two days later, like instant buyers or more. So what are you, what have you done? How are you going to do this? How are you going to have time to do this and all the things. And I think Mm -hmm. you have a story similar to the same thing, but in, when we look back, it was 
completely aligned and meant for us that journey. Yeah, absolutely. And it might, mine is very, very similar. I started working with my coach this summer will be two years. Um, and for the, for a few, like few years prior, I had been considering it, thinking about it. Um, but just never, you know, found the right, like just, I would see some coaches and I was like, Oh, maybe, but then I'm mm-hmm. like, I saw the price and I'm like, no, um, not happening. And that mm-hmm. held me back for a long, long time. And then two summers ago, I was in this space with my kids where I felt like I was just constantly grouchy with them. I was yelling at them all the time. And I'm like, and I would be in the middle of yelling. And I'm like, I don't want to be this mom who yells at my kids. And I was just frustrated with them all the time. And they weren't really doing anything terrible. I was just frustrated all the time. And I'm like, I don't want to be this mom. And I was listening to a podcast, same thing. And my coach was a guest on this podcast. And I was like, oh my God, I need to work with her. I just instantly <laughs> right. and I went on her website or like I, I went on her Instagram page. I went on her website and I like I meet like I didn't even I didn't even allow myself to think. I just acted and I messaged mm-hmm. her right away and we set up a you know like a um a consultation and all the things and before I knew it I was like booking. Yeah. And I haven't looked back but same thing. Like I just, I, it was just, it was so strong. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's one of those things, like it's, it's that fine line of, I'm a firm believer that like where you are is perfectly okay. Even if it's Mm -hmm. not where you want to be, it's okay to be where you are. There's no right and wrong. There's no wrong way to be. There's not, you're not doing anything wrong. If you're not finding the motivation to take the next steps that you want to take, it's okay to be where you're at. It's okay to not be ready. Um, But then it's like, it's a fine line of like pushing past it. So like for me, for, for a couple of years with coaching, I was, I wasn't motivated and I wasn't motivated and I wasn't motivated. There wasn't enough motivation. And then it just happened to align and I found the person and I like, I just acted and, and Mm -hmm. it was so strong. It was so strong that there was no, I couldn't say no. Like it was written in the stars for me. And, and, you know, here I am almost two years later, a completely different person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and yours maybe have been about parenting and the, and the mom you wanted to be. My mind was a, mine was a, I, I had um, some, uh, something going on with my body and I couldn't understand it and we couldn't figure it out. And I'd been to doctors and, and trying to do all the things and I just became uncomfortable and not wanting to deal with it or live with it or um, have it anymore. So I was looking to heal some things and in, not only did I heal so much of that through my journey with my coaches, but I also gained clarity, even though it was so dark and so hard. And so many times really the ego comes up and questions you and, and doubts you, you you put in all these negative, dark feelings and thoughts. And then all of a sudden you see some light and then you, Mm -hmm. and you feel like you've come up for air and it's just so, Oh, this is why I'm doing this. This is what I wanted. This is what I committed to, but you have to go through the dark stuff to be empowered, to keep moving forward, to see the flow. Like we have these events and these flows and, um, your journey is not always going to be all sunshine and flowers. I mean, that's, that's fake. That's fake news. When you want to be real, all the things you know, the self-doubt, the ego, the emotions and feeling them and not uh, sweeping them under the rug anymore really become evident. And our ego will try to keep us back because the ego doesn't like the new. It likes to keep mm-hmm. us safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I can relate to that so much. Like the last year and a half has been the best, but truly probably one of the hardest mm-hmm. like year and a half of my life and just uncovering some deep truths and you know, like you said, I was in these spaces of like, I cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I just, again, following that, the the only thing in some of those moments was my intuition saying like, you need to keep going. And that little nudge was the only thing keeping me. And, you know, like even this, this, it's funny because this fall I went through a period. um, And at this point I had been working with my coach for over a year. I have deep trust and love for my coach. Mm -hmm. Um, I truly feel like a friendship bond with her, all the things, but I went through this phase of like 
questioning everything and I was questioning her I'm like are you just using me for a paycheck how do I know that like mm. you're not manipulate like you know I, I yeah. went, like my ego was spit and I had you know developed like it, it was over a year and I mean I talked to my coach pretty much every day me like probably six days a week even now six mm-hmm. days a week at the time I was having weekly phone calls like um like zoom call chats with her I mean I had been working I probably was closer to her than some of the people in my like like my friendship group yeah, and stuff so yeah. and all of a sudden my ego was like we, how can we trust this person mm-hmm. um, yeah, I went through that too as well yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went through a period of just, and not only that, but like questioning friendships, questioning all my relationships, questioning what, like what I was doing with my life, like just these dark, like, just, I was so confused about life. Like Mm. it was, it was wild. Yeah. And I think it's important to point out that when we're, working with the ego and trying to figure things out and who we are and what we want to be as a person, as a mom, as a, as what we see our future being this, my journey has nothing to do with my husband, our marriage, our kids, anything like that. That was, that was not what it was about. It was me healing all childhood wounds, all self doubts, all negative thoughts that have come up like this. When we talk that we're working with coaches and working through the ego, it has nothing to do really with, with my, my husband. He just knew I was working with a coach and I'm trying to heal things. He didn't get it. That's okay. It's my thing, not his. He's logical. I'm more spiritual. He wants the facts. I want the woo-woo. I believe in signs. He does not, you know, and um, it wasn't his journey. It was mine. And he respected that. Um, but through that journey, he did see a happier person moving towards goals, mm-hmm. healing some things. My body was healing. Um, the, what was happening started to disappear, like all the things. So he trusted that I was doing the right thing for me. And it was a lot of, a little bit of mental health. It was a little bit of coaching. It was a little bit of healing, but it was the journey of essentially getting through all the, the, the self-sabotage that we create on ourselves, mm-hmm. And when we're moms, especially with young kids, that's all our world is. So that's all we see. And that's all we know. And that's all our conversations are. And it's, it's like, you can't get come up for air and you don't know who you are and you feel lost and lonely and all the things. Mm-hmm. And you're just looking for that. You kind of, it's like, you kind of hit rock bottom as a person because you're then growing into this new person that you then want to be because the old no longer exists but it's mm-hmm. fighting that ego getting out of the old and into the the new that we start to move past and create new patterns and new thoughts but sticking with it is key because mm-hmm. the ego will allow us to quit at any moment mm-hmm. and i i like to think of it instead of like fighting with the ego which i have to remind myself also like is it's for me it's more about working with the ego so I mean if you like we can get into some strategies that I mean I found helpful with my ego but one thing that I always like to do when my ego is very very like present is just reminding my ego that I'm so I'm it's like I'm literally having a conversation with myself as a child or something like that because I'm I'll I'll have these thoughts these ego thoughts these swirling thoughts these thoughts that keep me in loops and I go stop thank you for trying to keep me safe. I am safe. Stop. And then it's like, and there was this one, this one day that, um, I can't remember what I was going through something and I was changing a belief structure or or something. And my ego was fighting and fighting. And it was every, probably every minute for a good 30, 45 minutes that I was stop. Thank you for keeping me safe. I am safe. I'm going to move on now. And and it was just like continuing to talk to it and remind it. And like, I I always just find like thanking my ego for trying to keep me safe and just reminding it that it is safe um, Mm -hmm. can be really helpful because, um, but it's, it might still pester you. Like I had to, like I said, I had to do it probably every other minute 
for a good oh, half an hour yeah. before it stopped um, just to kind of keep and it was really really tedious but then after that it released and it let go and I didn't have the swirling thoughts anymore so that's one thing um, instead of fighting against and being like shut up stop whatever it's just like thank you I like I appreciate you thank you for keeping me safe and I am safe like you did your job you're doing your job we can move on now yeah and my strategy for um, a different side of a different perspective is when those looping thoughts get into our brain and we can't shake them and, and they overwhelm us to the point that mm-hmm. it's really like we're in a fight flight or freeze mode with our own personal, mm-hmm. whatever's happening. And I had to, Oh gosh, I wish I knew the book. It, I don't think it was Brene Brown, um, another big healer, but the question that she asks is one of the questions she asks is just stop and ask yourself, is it true? And that mm-hmm. I picked up the book. I, I wish I knew what the book was. I probably have it on my shelf here, but I, I picked up the book and I like turned to it and it was exactly what I needed at the time because it was like this aha moment of this is not true. This is me mm-hmm. creating this story and it is not true. And it, you're overwhelming yourself and you're acting ridiculous and um, you're trying to control, mm-hmm. um, but it's not true. And it was the moment that I mm-hmm. knew I had to, I had to work towards and change something because I was out of control. Uh, and my kids are just mm-hmm. hanging out in the back, having snacks. Like they have no idea what's going on in my mind and my thought process, but inside I'm fighting myself, trying to figure out what the heck's going on and trying to beat, mm-hmm. um, beat myself up. But I don't want to do that anymore. I want to move past these thoughts and, 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 and live that happier a life that's more free and flowing. Um, but I had to do the work to get to a point to even get to that point. And it's exhausting sometimes. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I think the, the best, well, I don't want to say the best, but one of the ways is just like, it becomes that self-awareness and trying to stop it before it really gets to that point. Um, but of course, that's not always possible. I mean, with all the work that, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I've been on this journey for many, many years and I've done like intensive work for almost two years and, um, and I still get caught up in those loops. So, mm-hmm. uh, you That's definitely, in those moments, for sure. yeah. And in those moments, I think, you know what, what do you have to do to survive that moment? What do you have to do to get yourself out of that moment? And sometimes you just need, I mean, there's a number of ways you can get yourself out. Like sometimes just planting your feet on the earth and grounding yourself and putting your hand on your heart and taking a few really deep breaths can help you center yourself. Um, But also just knowing like you might just have to go through that swirling loops and just let it ride itself out because Mm -hmm. it will end eventually that that storm will end. And then you'll, you'll have clarity. I mean, my only recommendation is you, you know, don't make any decisions when you're in that looping (laughs) in that loop let it ride itself out first but um not real overreact uh, because our husbands or partners will be like what is going on what are you doing what like and they don't even know how to react and and that's not what we're trying to create it has nothing to do with them most of the time (laughs) (laughs) absolutely but just knowing that you know if all you can do is just ride it out then Mm -hmm. I mean you're do the best you can. And if that's the best you can do, then that's great. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if you're at the point where the strategies aren't working anymore, you just ride it out. You know, a journaling can be really helpful. I noticed like when my ego is really, really loud and just won't stop. Sometimes I have to do just a brain dump and I just journal everything that wants to come out. And the thing is we can have these ego thoughts, but again, what you said, is it true? Um, really, uh, is really helpful because you can, allow your because lots of times our ego just wants to be heard it just wants to have its voice and so and this may not be true for everybody but I found with me I was at at a point where I was just like stop 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 like stop talking stop talking stop having your thoughts stop annoying me stop like and I was just trying to shove it down and then finally when I just allowed it to have its voice whether that was journaling whether it was just sitting there in in a space like in a safe space where I could just let the thoughts swirl in my head, mm-hmm. um, whatever that may be, but I just let it kind of get it out. And knowing in the back of my mind that I don't have to s- subscribe to these thoughts. So I can have these 
crazy, um, maybe even toxic thoughts, but knowing that I don't have to actually subscribe to them and believe them. I can right. write them down. I can think them, but I don't have to hold onto them and I don't have to believe in them. Right. And, and then for those of you who don't feel safe writing it down, really writing it down is a really great way to clear. And, um, you know, if, if you don't, if you truly don't want anybody to find them or see them, rip them up right away and throw them in the trash. I mean, I had a client who um, took them to a gas station, ripped them all up and put them there. So they wouldn't, she knew that they would never be found in, in her circle. Um, and that was very important to her, but she did the work. She released it. And that was a very powerful moment for her. Like, and I know there's some, like, I know that I'm not a huge, huge journaler either. Like I will. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people who are more talkers or, you know, if there's a safe person that you can talk to and just say, Hey, I'm going to say some really terrible things or really things that aren't true. I just want to be able to say them. I don't want you, you know, set up the boundaries. Like, I don't want you to say anything back. I don't want you to believe them. I just need to get them out. Or, I mean, I personally, I'm, um, I, I process my, uh, on my own. I, I do better just by myself on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just allow the thoughts to present. Like, I won't try to shove the thoughts down. So I won't say it out loud. I won't verbally say it, but I just, I let the thoughts come out. So I will actively think them and let them flow out and then release them. So instead of like trying to control the thoughts, if, does that make sense? Like, it, instead of trying totally to like, control, yes, sorry. And I apologize if it doesn't to other people, but like, Instead of like, we all have these thoughts and then we're trying to like rationalize the thought or second guess the thought or shove down the thought, just letting the thought happen and flow. And, and I think that's what I mean about not, you don't have to believe it. You can, you can still have the thought, but you don't have to believe it. So you can just let it be what it is and then it'll release and go away. Mm -hmm. So even just allowing the thoughts to come up, it can be really helpful because then the ego will have its tantrum. And then it'll quiet down after once it feels like it's heard, it'll quiet down. So I find like a lot of the times when it's fighting back is usually because we're trying to talk ourselves out, which sometimes the talking ourselves out of can be really helpful. Like I said, you know, sometimes I will do, okay, thank you for keeping me safe. Stop. But lots of times, and I mean, whatever works for you in whatever stage you're at, but for me, that strategy works really good when I notice it's starting to bubble. Like I notice those first inklings and it's, it's not overwhelming when it gets to the point where it's overwhelming personally for me, I need to, I just need to let the ego have its tantrum. And I mean, I do this with, um, clients or friends, family, whoever needs this space. Like I, I, this is my sister one time she was going through, um, a rough time. And I was like, get mad at me. She's like, well, I'm not mad at you. I'm like, you have anger. You meet you, your, your ego needs a tantrum throw it at me mm-hmm. and she finally and so I kind of poked at her until she finally let, she's like okay I really needed that but just she needed to get she needed to let her ego have its tantrum and say all the horrible things that it was thinking and then she felt immensely better after mm-hmm. but it's it's allowing it to have its voice and getting it out and then you'll notice it'll be calm you'll have your clarity after um, sometimes it just needs to have its voice and it needs to be heard yeah that's fair and so to switch out of such a deep topic, but um, so once we're in, we've done all that, we've let it go, we've discovered it, we've, it's not true or whatever we need to do. We need to, we need to then move forward with our day because we got a mm-hmm. hundred things to do in a day. What do you suggest we do to flip um, when we're, we're trying to, to ground ourselves again or find our happiness or find our joy to then shift and, and move into a better mindset for the rest of rest of our day, really? Um, well, my biggest thing, um, my, best, my biggest suggestion is find when you need that shift, pick something that brings you joy. And I know we had talked about this before and, and it can seem very daunting to well, I don't know what brings me joy, mm-hmm. but yes. something that's really, really, and I like to tell people because I know that, especially if we're moms or parents, I mean, just in general, we're always so busy and we may not have a whole lot of time. So my example, like the thing for, for me, the thing that brings me joy, the thing that grounds me, centers me is drinking a cup of coffee. I love, mm-hmm. I love coffee. I love the taste of it. I don't, 
drink it to wake me up, all the things. I just, I love coffee. So I'll just brew a hot cup of coffee and I'll sit and I'll hold it with two hands and I'll just sip my coffee for like five minutes and just mm-hmm. enjoy it and be yeah. in the present. And that will, that kind of recenters me, brings mm-hmm. me back to myself. And it's something that only takes me a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Another thing is going outside and putting my face to the sun. If the sun's out or taking a couple of really deep breaths of fresh air showers for me, I love showers. Showers are very cleansing. If you're a bath person, it can be a bath. Just find something that's really, really simple that kind of grounds you and brings you back to yourself and brings you like even a little bit of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll kind of um, like recalibrate you. And then you're, you can choose at that moment now to move on. Like that'll kind of bring you back to yourself. And, and like, it sounds simple. You might have to really think about what brings you joy. It might be a a process, but then once you find one or two little things, start incorporating them daily. And the more you can incorporate them, the more that you're going to bring that, that joy energy. And when we're in that joy we're in our alignment and then we're able to kind of have the confidence to move forward and, you know, and, and like make those decisions, mm-hmm. right? Like when we're in that alignment and that joy, the ego is not quite as loud. That's true. Very true. Yes. Yeah. And for me, when I was first asked what, tell us what brings you joy. And I was like, brings us what? Like I, you know, three years ago, I couldn't even answer the question. It took me three weeks to like, what, what do I actually like? What do I like? Because I don't know who I am anymore. Um, I'm so lost in this world of being a mom that I don't know who that is anymore. So it took me a really long time, but when it came back to it, it's, it really is running. I mean, I've, I've done over 53 races. I'm somewhere along the lines. I must really like running. And I had to, it was just something I did, but I didn't know that I enjoyed it as much as I did. I kind of forgot. Um, but that was a very powerful piece for me. Uh, for myself, I like to uh, go out under the moon. So I'll wrap myself out in blankets and I'll look at the moon or I'll, I, um, I'm really good at um, checking the app for Northern Lights. So I'll set a timer and I'll go out in the middle of the night and check for Northern Lights. And then I'll just sit outside by myself uh, and look at the stars and the Northern Lights. So those are a couple of things that, that I um, really love to do and just be present outside. The being outside is very grounding for me. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. love it. And it, and I know another one, and this is, this is my, from my coach has, has taught me this. So if you're a person who's like, I have no idea what brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I just like to suggest, and it takes 10, 20 seconds of your time is put your hand on your heart, close your eyes and take three really big breaths. So in for five counts, hold for five counts, out for five counts and do it three times. And that's a really good recentering. Um, mm-hmm. I personally, when I'm really like agitated or I'm in those swirling thoughts, I like to do it outside with the fresh air. Um, but that's a really, it, it's a really centering and grounding. Um, and if you want to, you know, extra grounding, plant your feet on the, the ground and feel the ground under your feet if you can go barefoot outside obviously right now in Alberta we are still under snow so you might not want to do that but just hand on your heart and three really big cleansing breaths and then that will that'll center you so anytime you're you're struggling that's a really good tool to kind of bring you back and again it might feel tedious at first and it might be something that you don't automatically think of but it's just something you kind of might need to practice. Yeah. And, and we all start somewhere. We all, we all start at the bottom. We don't, don't just jump in knowing all the things to do and, and what we feel grounded at and what feels gives us joy. It's a process of getting to know yourself again. So give yourself some time, give yourself some grace to explore the things. If you find yourself relating to any pieces in our conversation today, then take the pieces that you can and put them into practice and see where that, where that takes you. It's, there's no end to the journey of personal development, career development, spiritual development, healing. There, there's no end to it because as soon as you heal one area, as soon as you level up in one area and you fix all the things and you discover all the things, it all cycles again because we're all evolving. And that's just the way it is. It is if you're comfortable 
you're not growing. And, and that's essentially your ego's got you right where, where it wants you. But are you going to be happy in five years? Are you going to be happy when you're, when you're six years old? Are you going to look back at your life at 90 and be like, wow, why didn't I make a move on the thing? Um, and, and this is allowing you to have permission to explore that, explore the vision, a trust that it's for you. And, and, and there might be some work to getting to that vision, but it's asking yourself the questions or the looping stories of, is it real? Is it true? Is this for me? And figuring out where you want to go with, with your story and, and how you want your future to look like and evolve. You might be ready for a change. This might be the episode for you to start that and understand why it's important to you. So Amy, I just have one more question for you. I know we've already, this went very fast. This, uh, yeah, super fast, but I, I love it. I like this conversation. Um, what is the most important message that you would like to leave our, our listeners today on this topic? I think my biggest thing that I want everyone to know is regardless of where you are in your life, in your journey, it's okay to be where you are. It's okay. If you're struggling, it's okay. If you're not where you want to be, it's okay. If you're not ready to make the leaps, just honoring yourself where, where you're at and allowing yourself to be where you're at, being gentle with yourself and patient with yourself when you're ready, you'll make the leaps, you'll, you'll, you'll make the changes. But I just want you guys to know that it's okay to be where you are and there's nothing wrong with you or where you, where you're at. So mm-hmm. just, just be gentle and kind to yourself. And of course, find your joy, find those little nuggets, those little moments to find the joy. Yeah. I love that. That's great. I love all everything you said. I, I love our conversation tonight. And where can our listeners find you? Are you on Instagram and Facebook? Yes. I mean, I'm not super, super active because mm-hmm. that's not something that I'm great at. But yeah. um, my uh, on Instagram, I'm essentially, essentially underscore Amy. And on Facebook, I am essential energy with Amy. And we'll, and we'll definitely put all those links on the bottom. So if you're looking for some healing, if you're looking for some clearing, um, you'll definitely want to hook up with Amy over the next year and, and see where see where your journey and path takes you with her. It's quite an amazing journey. I thank you for your time tonight. It's been um, so much fun. I, I love that we can talk about this. I love that we can be open and um, go deep into conversation. And it's really an honor to have you here. Thank you, friends, for being here today. I would love to know what you enjoyed and what you would like to hear more of. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with a friend, and most importantly, follow Soul Inspired Decisions on your favorite podcasting app and leave a five-star review, I would love to continue this journey with you. If you are an ordinary mom and have been inspired today, please share your takeaway by sending me a DM on Instagram at Inspired Coaching by Carrie. If you know you're meant for more and have just decided it's time to take action, you can head to inspiredbycarrie.com. I would love to work with you in making extraordinary decisions. Until next time, remember, you may think you are ordinary, but I know that you are truly extraordinary. Take care.